Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another installment of The Greg Gab. I am your host, Greg, and probably the least impressive person here right now, but I am joined by titans of the MDC industry. We've got Mike Jimenez, co-writer and producer of Bumper to Bumper. We've got director of Bumper to Bumper and also co-writer Manuel Fernandez. We got AJ here too, for some odd reason, but he's here and we're excited to have him. How are you guys today? I'm doing, doing pretty good. good. Doing pretty good. <laughs> really I good. I love to hear that. Now, uh, <laughs> I won't hop straight into the, you know, the hot topic questions with you guys, mm -hmm. but uh, let's get a general statement. What, how was working on Bumper to Bumper? This is you guys' third time working together. Mm -hmm. uh, so how mm. many arguments did you guys have? You know, was it, is, are you guys like on a steady incline of arguing more and more as you work together or has it become a less and less thing? Uh, I think, I think we just kind of like understand how to make compromises together. Okay. It's, it's so like yeah. a marriage. Yeah. Kind of, we kind of have to. Yeah, it's just like, right you know, Mike doesn't like doing dishes. I don't mind doing the dishes. Yeah. Yeah, like he we can think clean about the bathroom, it. You know, Who's going like, to take AJ to school? <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. I, I get it. Completely. Definitely. But, but even, um, yeah. AJ, talk to me about what your role on set was. Oh, I was the first AD. Um, I had the pleasure of uh, working like three days only because uh, of <laughs> my own horrible schedule, but I had the pleasure of being able to work with them and get to see like the hard work they put into this film. Mm -hmm. Honestly, seeing the process that they went through to make it was amazing. They worked really hard on it, and to see the emotion and like, feeling they really put into it, like the whole team and everyone, but mainly like Mike and Manny really put in a lot of effort, and like I tried my best to be there as much as I could to like support them, because just I saw what, the, what this film meant, and I really wanted to still be a part of it in any way that I could. Of course. And just so, you know, the viewers at home know, I was there too. Uh, but really, I was just grabbing water, running back and forth. And, you know, <laughs> if, if a star needed a croqueta, I was there. <laughs> I was there, running back and forth, doing my job. But mm -hmm. let's talk more about those actors. So were you guys a part of the audition process? I'm assuming both mm -hmm. of you were. Mm -hmm. uh, when you guys were casting, let's talk about Anthony first. When you guys were casting him, mm -hmm. what were some of the qualities you were looking for in the actor you guys were going to choose? Yeah, um, you you can start first. You're the director, but uh, I know we had another different Anthony before. <laughs> yeah, we did, we did, um, and also a great guy, by the way. Very, yeah. very thankful for his contribution mm -hmm. because yeah. he he helped us shoot the proof of concept. And without a proof of concept, you you know, at, at least in workshop one, yeah. you have nothing. Of course. Mm -hmm. So you know, very, very grateful for him. But uh, you know, I think uh, I think ideally, what we were looking for in Anthony, we we definitely had a certain profile in mind as we do for every role, but you know, we really wanted someone that was multidimensional, very difficult to understand, okay. uh, a little a little jaded to a degree, but mm -hmm. also uh, someone that can impose themselves. Yeah. Um, I think he has a like a really heavy burden on his shoulders, and it's you know constantly yeah. uh, getting the worst of him. So mm -hmm. we we were definitely just trying to find someone that check those boxes for us. Mm -hmm. You hear that, Sean? You did that beautifully. I <laughs> can't wait to see the film. Yeah. So uh, the next thing I want to ask you guys. Real quick, I just want to say. Yeah. The guys that did the um, that did the proof of concept, was his name was Chad Raven. I yeah, love that name that was so his name. much. I wanted to just mention that because yeah, his name like is. like a superhero. That's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His yeah. name was Chad, Chad Raven. Raven. I was like, that's a, that's a name. You know, I, I haven't forgotten him since I met him that day, too. That was a. Yeah, yeah. no, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, no, like, I didn't hate him too much because honestly like when we showed the proof i think our executive producer <laughs> adrian actually liked him right well, that's a good action you didn't hate him yeah like he did his thing you know i think there was just things that manny just many wanted a more i think a more imposing to person to somebody yeah yeah i think i think yeah. he just needed to have like more of a more of a dominant 
mm -hmm. uh, presence because, you know, I think at times certain scenes are kind of like a fight for control. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I needed someone to embody that. I knew Chad yeah. could do certain things very well. I also mm -hmm. loved his voice, like his vocal quality was mm -hmm. really was great. Really good too. Um, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, I just remember thinking on the proof of concept, you know, it's his, it's his to lose, you mm -hmm. know. And but I remember it was really hard finding talent for this movie. Like, I think it took a while to find, which one was it, Miles? That it, took really no, long? no, no, we found, we found Josh. You found Josh really early. Really, really early. And how long was your, your passing I, call? I don't recall, because uh, I remember we were thinking, like, maybe we should go to, like, to, like high schools and things like that. And yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. So that like, probably like, super like, awkward. Just like, just, like, putting out flyers and see if we can yeah. get, like, some theater people there or things like that. Because I remember we were really searching. We had a couple. But, uh, yeah, where did you find Josh? I don't remember. So I found Josh on Backstage. Back oh. It was so, Backstage. Yeah, yeah, okay. it was Backstage. Right. But basically uh, what I did, because, you know, there was, there was like, a, a good batch of, of kids coming in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think it's hard to find a, an actor that young, that's very mature yes. talent wise. And I, I just felt like Josh had that. So, uh, basically what we did, we just looked up for everybody in yeah. South Florida possible. Mm -hmm. I just went with an age range, anybody with a headshot and a reel, I was going to look through. And mm -hmm. like, I was telling Mike, like, Mike, I've, I've looked through like 40 plus pages yeah. of like teenagers on backstage yeah. <laughs> and it's it's like you know it's like 700 600 you know profiles you know and you're oh, just sometimes yeah. you're just like you know you look at a profile real quick and you're just like yeah. okay i'll move on to the next guy other other times you know you're pretty interested you want to get involved mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. try to you know uh try to envision you know what they could bring to the role mm -hmm. and um basically we just kind of like curated uh mike and i mm -hmm. um because it, it we we had to take a ton of initiative with casting yeah. this movie, mm -hmm. so we were getting all these uh, all these letters. You know, we kind of had a template, but we were trying to find ways we can personalize it to each actor yeah. we were trying to communicate with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And fortunately for us, and you know, fortunately for the project and everyone who gets to see it, because Josh was incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, Josh was like very receptive and into it like straight away. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, mm -hmm. I was concerned because he lives in Orlando. Yeah. So, so did he drive down? Did he, was it like a hotel situation when he came down here for the film? Or is he family up here? Family. Okay. Family. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I think I think he has grandparents that stay like around here. But okay. you know, it was definitely stressful. Like you know, having this having yeah. this young guy come in from Orlando. You get your guy. You shooting. go to his profile, and it's like, oh, he's only four hours <laughs> away. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Just a four a.m. call time. Like, just make sure you're driving down here by like mm -hmm. three a.m. So you get here every day. Yeah. Yeah, but it was yeah. But I remember. But then you're right though. Yeah, finding Anthony was tough. That was tough. Cause I know like afterwards, he like, he, you didn't want Chad anymore. We did the proof, and we had to go searching again. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if this is a secret, but uh, I actually auditioned for this role. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I've never not not, not not to actually get it. Just, uh, just I just uh, felt that some of the audition things that were going were like I don't know they, they were just. Like to help Manny in a sense find yeah. what it is that he's really looking for. Okay. So we did take the time, and I was just like, you it's know what? Okay, man, you can see. He, he wanted to be in. No, yeah. I didn't want to be in. <laughs> <laughs> you win some, you lose some. But you know what? It's good you guys didn't go with the high school thing because I'll tell you something. Um, I've actually committed like probably the worst crime any actor can do of um, all time with a high school casting. 
Uh, wait, actually, let's be careful with the wording. I was the high schooler. I think they were actually MDC students. They came to, because I was in the theater program in high school. So they come mm -hmm. to school, they're like, hey, do you guys want to audition? Initially, I was like, no. Mm -hmm. But our like star actor, he went down there and he was doing it. Mm -hmm. And the director, I remember for the casting, he was like telling him like, do this, do this. But the... He was, his name is Brandon. He couldn't really grasp it. Right. So then me, like the asshole I am, I went down there, I did it, I killed it. He was like, y do you actually want to be in this? And then I was like, you know what? Yeah, sure. But I didn't. I just said it just to, to not. Oh, no. So the day for shooting comes, they're blowing up my phone. Quick, do not disturb. Put the headset right back on and carried on. Probably the worst thing I've ever done. I hope those guys got their film made. Oh my god! If they're watching this, no. my bad. Like, there's really nothing else I can say other than my bad. Seems like there's a there's a lot you need to repent for. <laughs> yes, yeah. I I apologize to him. I would look out like that's karma, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty. To tough, be fair, man. they should have made me sign something. They should have put me in writing. They I did not. It was literally like a text message, like so you'll do it. Was it like a was it like a like a film too? production was it like maybe because they were because they were talking about dialogue so mm -hmm. i assume it wasn't film one but i don't know if the film one dialogue no dialogue thing was always a thing or i think I, I think i think it's been around for for yeah. some time because mm -hmm. i remember I, I learned about the nbc film program from the like the they took us on a field trip here mm -hmm. like the theater program and they showed us like all the films and stuff mm -hmm. and they all had dialogue so yeah yeah, yeah. but either way uh we're making sure this podcast to get produced, right? Because if I call you, we got to make oh. sure it's getting released, right? I, don't talk to me about it. Do not that, disturb. Right? Do we have yeah, it email. You, you'll have to ask him. Do we have it in writing? Do we have a, can we get it in writing? Can we have some pen and paper? <laughs> so this is your guys' uh, second workshop experience. All of you, or are we working with different numbers here? Uh, second. Second, so. definitely for us. Is, was then, this okay. your first? Technically my second, because I helped out like when I was like, in film two on someone. So. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Yeah, I just... I was a PA. Don't don't. Oh no, so that's. Hey, well, this man. is our second nice. as far as like above the line directing, okay. writing work. Yeah. Then yeah, I would say that for like workshop stuff. Yeah. Okay, and how much more prepared were you guys coming into this than the first time around? I feel like yeah, I feel like we were pretty prepared. I think. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just remember the first day of class. You know, like we all had to like stand up. I think it was in this room. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, it probably was. Shout out twenty one forty seven. And uh, we're introducing ourselves, giving our introductions, and. You know, I was just like, hey, yeah, I did work on this workshop mm -hmm. last semester, yeah. all like from the inception, and it does mm -hmm. feel like I'm taking this class for a second time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what it felt like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, obviously I was really excited to direct, but then it was just like, you know, like you have to do all the prep work for yeah. pitching. And, yeah. you know. That was probably liberating, like, you know, being able to take the reins of this one and really make it what you guys want. Because, you know, underline, mm -hmm. even if you are passionate about the film, you only have control of certain things to a certain mm -hmm. extent, but you guys really got to make this your own. And Yeah, it was good because, I mean, we knew the ways to get greenlit already. Yeah. We've done it already. And we, we knew really the keywords. Yeah. Key. Yeah. But we knew the process, think, too, because yeah. we had done it before. Like literally a semester before, and we so knew uh, we knew a. F I wouldn't we knew say the formula. <laughs> I, I don't want to say formulaic yeah. because then it, yeah. it just sounds like we're we're robots and we're just like yeah. yeah. You know, and you know, bumper to bumper, the script had a really because I was in that class too. In case you guys didn't know, had a really good run in my mm -hmm. opinion. Mm -hmm. Like uh, when you first presented it, really the only thing uh, 
I felt like Adrian was talking about was, ah, but you're shooting with cars, ah, but you're shooting with cars, ah, but you're shooting with cars. <laughs> right. Yeah, so yeah. that was what people were introducing as the main problem, which should tell you that the script was already very healthy from the get-go. Mm -hmm. And you guys even still went and made changes. So what were some of the changes that you had to go back and make to accommodate uh, mm -hmm. the final version of the film? Yeah, we had a lot of discussions about what we wanted to change. I mean, we had, like you said earlier, like with the compromises and things like that, you know. Um, I think one of them was like, one of the big things was like, should we show the suicide in scene two? Should that yeah. even be in there? Yeah, that was, you know what I mean? That like, was something a lot I was of, wrestling with. For yeah, we yeah. were just like, and I thought, like I've made the argument that, yeah, definitely it yeah. needed to be there, you know? Especially um, like if you're doing it right at the start, because I feel like that just, yeah. the weight is there. Like, yeah, you know, it's exactly. It's like, it's one of those things where like, yeah, it's it's controversial. You don't want to go. I don't think that you should go into detail on the yeah, things yeah. that happen, or like you know, as far as the suicide. I think it's important that we do handle it responsibly, which I think mm -hmm. it is what we did, and also just focus on the grieving process and the healing process yeah. of somebody else who had to go through that. And because of that, like I felt like yeah, absolutely, like us showing this and the way we showed it. Um, it's necessary, and I'll make the argument that it needs to be there, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I, I personally felt like also with uh, you know with mm. some of the you know because coming into this, like Mike and I, we're we're putting mm -hmm. in our, a ton of our firsthand experiences, and you know mm -hmm. we're we're definitely putting that into the script and the story as much as we can. And it's just like you know, and you you don't want it to feel auto, auto, autobiographical, but you know you you, you definitely want to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and. I was just kind of thinking to myself, why would I make this story if there's, you know, if, if I'm shying away from this? Mm -hmm. yeah. Why would I feel like there's things that I need to hide or there's things that I can't show? Mm -hmm. and it's just like, you know, it's it's film. It's, you know, mm -hmm. this this for me, it's it's not for the purpose of shocking or just it's really, like, yeah. it's, and you know, like I'm someone that's strongly on the side of like, let's not sensationalize this. And mm -hmm. I think where suicide becomes sensationalized is when mm -hmm. people, uh, really just try to you know when when people are looking for answers when yeah and mm -hmm. I think oftentimes that's used in at least at least in our at least in our medium today at times as as a way to kind of like uh i guess like you know you know how we talk about like high high concept versus low concept and mm -hmm. you kind of talk about like sometimes on a on a high concept project you can kind of like fall back on the concept at times. Mm -hmm. And I felt mm -hmm. like sometimes it would kind of feel like a crutch to push the story forward, but mm -hmm. I wanted it to be a thing where it's just like, no, we have this very difficult, hardened person, yeah. and mm -hmm. I don't think we can present him to the world and then not show his worst moment, not show him what's yeah. made him this way, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think uh, if we want people to really empathize and connect with him as well, like I think, I think we need to do that, so. It's tough because, you know, you're you're balancing a lot of hats. Yeah. You're mm -hmm. you're you're doing a lot at that moment in time. You, you, you obviously st still want to make this story with the respect and the care. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike and I really really feel it deserves, and you know, but it's 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 also just like you know, if we're gonna shy away from it, then you know, what else are are we gonna you know kind of like stray away from? Hey, mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I I don't think we could really try to make the story with any fear. Or, mm -hmm. or anything like that. We just had to take it straight on and mm -hmm. and try to write whatever felt true to us. And that's one of the key words. Whenever I hear people that have seen the you know the early reels, it's genuine. It's mm -hmm. a genuine film. Like the the heart is there. Mm -hmm. uh, I know there's some personal experience you know uh, with some of you guys, and you know 
-hmm. suicide. Uh, I don't have the number on me, but it should be on your screen right now. If you or anyone at home is having suicidal thoughts or you feel like hurting yourself is the only answer, I can assure you it is not. Please call that number sure. below. Talk to somebody. Um, but that's not what we're talking about, mm -hmm. uh, or at least in this moment. If you want to talk about that, go watch the bumper to bumper, you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, the characters in the movie uh, learn a lot about themselves through just a day of driving lessons. I want to mm -hmm. ask you guys, who taught you to drive? <laughs> and did it bring you guys closer at all? Or did you leave like, I'm never getting in a car with you again? So... The person who taught me how to drive was actually like a driving instructor. Ah. My mother was, but it was different because he, he would think, but the guy was interesting. Okay. The old man, it was just like he had done this so many times before. And here I am, never driven before, and I'm ready to go. And like, I'm, well, I'm not ready to go. Yeah. And I just get on the wheel. He's just like, all right, go. And I'm just like, what, what do you mean? And okay, he's just yeah. like. He definitely threw you into the yeah, deep Yeah, I was just like, yeah. drive. And I'm right there. Yeah, and I'm just like, okay. And, you know, when you first push that gas, you know, I'm going yeah. like, yeah. yeah. And one of the things that I struggled with, struggled with was like turning. And I was mm -hmm. turning so weirdly. And yeah. it wasn't just, but he just kept telling me, like, just, just keep driving. It doesn't matter. Just keep doing it and you know some of the things that I always remember him saying like you know he was like if I'm at a stop sign and cars are coming he would always like in this weird voice I can't impersonate but he'd be like no shot no shot no shot and I'm just like okay I'm not gonna go bro I yeah. believe me but uh he was a good instructor you know he part he made me park near to like a bodega okay. which is a corner store yeah and he was like I'm gonna go in there I'm gonna was go this here no, this was uh, up north. Okay, yeah, because as like, soon as you said bodega, I was like, Miami? <laughs> no, no, it was up north. And he was like, I'm going to go in, I'm going to get me a sub, I'm going to get me a Snapple. You stay here, and you just uh, sit in this car and just do like this like hand maneuver with like the wheel. And yeah. just like keep doing it. Like Go from here, hold it, and then let it go back. And then go yeah. back. And he just, I, I, I did that shit for like 15 minutes while he went inside, <laughs> bought like himself a sub, and I'm just like, did yeah. you do it? I'm like, yeah, definitely. I feel like people <laughs> underestimate how hard it is yeah. from going to just watching people drive. It is. To driving yourself. Yeah. Because you almost feel like you're trying to imitate them. Like, you're yeah. like, right, how did my mom turn these corners? Yeah, she mm -hmm. hits this move right here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, so it's, it's mainly because, you know, you're spectating. You're not, you're not yeah. actually, you know, when, when you're driving, you're, you're making like a million decisions at once. Yeah. But uh, I was taught how to drive by not my dad. My mom did not want me to learn from mm -hmm. my dad <laughs> for <laughs> reasons. She, was she not yeah. trusting of his driving, like a little reckless? My dad likes to say he drives with purpose. So oh, that's, yeah. that's, how I'll, that's how I'll put it. And my, my, you know, my mother, of course, uh, then took on the role of instructor and yeah. I learned from her. And my mom would become so neurotic <laughs> yeah. when I got behind the wheel. And it wasn't because I was a bad driver. Mm -hmm. It's because yeah. I had a heavy foot. Oh, so, no. See, I tried to take the emotional angle. You were no. baby driver. No, yeah. I, I wasn't baby driver. I didn't have great taste in music yet. You know, so <laughs> there was like nothing really there to like qualm my mom's nerves she was just kind of like you know yeah. anytime she wanted me to start slowing down i'd feel her foot in the passenger uh yeah, in the passenger side just like kind of like push out as if she wanted me to break oh, like okay, yeah or you know sometimes she'd grab the <laughs> and i and i think to myself you know you're, you're kind of like exaggerating a little bit yeah. right now you know I'm, we're just going around the block I, I i haven't gone on an intersection i you know you yeah. won't let me go on the highway i'm just going around the block and you know, my mom kind of, I guess, through uh, 
her anxieties made sure to yeah. pass some of those anxieties on to me. <laughs> Which, believe it or not, when we're talking about driving, that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be like a, because my mom's a, a, in law enforcement. They say you always want to be a defensive driver. Like, you mm -hmm. want to be watching out for people around you. You don't want to be making the decisions based off how you feel. You want to make mm -hmm. the decisions based like, on, everything on what's around. going around. Yeah. That's good. What about you, AJ? Our oh, star. How, oh, thank you. So, <laughs> Uh, how old were you guys when you guys learned how to drive? I think I was 17, I think, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I was a starter at 17. I got my license today. I was 18. You were 11? I have older sisters, so. So you're a baby driver. <laughs> so my, my oldest sister uh, was learning how to drive. She was, um, I was 11, she was 16. Okay. Mm -hmm. My sister, my dad was like, and my dad, we were, my, my sister was in the cartoon. He goes, all right, you're each going to learn how to drive today, because why not? He goes ahead, my older sister drives. He's like, all right, you suck, get out. Puts my other sister in. And she's like, she's driving fine. Like, you know, she's, she's 12. She, yeah. she's, she's handling it fine. We're all, but we're all like me and my sisters. We're all like, maybe like not even five feet yet. Cause we're yeah, I was going to, I was definitely going to ask about the height. Because yeah. We're like all like four, nine. So we're like, you know, we're hitting the pedals. Take like a brick to your foot so you could, you know, yeah, so, pedals. Yeah. So she drives fine. Um, I get in the path, I get in the driver's seat. My dad's like, all right, cool. Drive. And I was like, which one's the gas? <laughs> he's like, get the fuck out of the driver's seat. <laughs> Come back when I'm 13 now. Then, so, uh, so you clickbaited us because you, that means you didn't learn when you were 11. I, I told me out of the car. Yeah, I came back at 13 okay. at Kendall campus where we, where we filmed bumper to bumper. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I learned how to drive a car there. Really? Yeah, yeah I did. Oh, I did not know that. It was my, I was 13. Um, Good location. Was this, was this still your dad? Or like still my dad. Yeah, okay. still my dad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a Cuban man. So all I'm hearing the whole time is like, all right, don't fuck up. Don't fuck up. Don't hit the car. Don't hit the bush. Everything went fine. It was, uh, and then when we were parking, uh, I didn't put it in park. So uh, I'm like, all right, we're good. And my dad opens the door and I take my foot off the brake and yeah. we start rolling and my dad falls out of the car. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, I got my license a few months later. Uh, <laughs> a few years later. No, <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, driving is fun. I think there are some places where you can get your license at 15. Yeah, but he was 11. So you were restricted, but you had to wait a while. So, yeah. <laughs> After my dad fell, fell out of the car, it took a little more time to trust yeah. <laughs> But uh, speaking of, you know, uh, I was hoping, I'll, I'll just let the people know, I was hoping for like a clash story, like a, you know, like butting heads or something like that, but I didn't get mm -hmm. what I want. No. So I'll ask about butting heads on set. I won't ask you to expose, you know, any drama. <laughs> We're saving that for the Don't Worry Darling uh, <laughs> podcast. But, um, you know, the con, or, I'm sorry. Uh, all right, my fault. Uh, I was going to ask, you know, this, the two characters come into conflict in the mm -hmm. film, uh, because, but they're both well-intentioned, I would say, even from the get-go. Even, like you said, Manuel, with the dark place that Anthony's at, like, I mm -hmm. still think they both come into the film with good intentions. And, you know, on most film sets, everyone comes in with good intentions, but that mm -hmm. doesn't mean there's not room for, you know, <laughs> butting heads and whatnot. So what are some of the strategies, you guys, you know, what are the home remedies to make sure there's no beef on set? <laughs> um, hmm. No or have you guys just never had to worry I think, about it? I think... No, what, we've had beef on set before. Okay. <laughs> yeah, drama talking, on a We've had drama, a film definitely, set, on film set. It doesn't, I don't know about our sets, though. I can say something from your set. Go ahead. Um, yeah, our camera department, Gabe, <laughs> uh, Hector. Um, they Ladies and gentlemen, Gabe is in the room. This is confrontational. Yeah, uh, you know, as AD, when I try my best to like make sure we're on time, mm -hmm. Our cameras and uh, grip department were a little slow, to say the least. <laughs> oh my goodness! You guys can't see it at home. Gabe is clenching a full fist right now. There's gonna be some. That's that with love, though. I love Gabe. That is one of my greatest friends, and I will take. There you go. That's a good backtrack. 
But yeah, Hector, no. Hector, I, oh, we got you still. <laughs> but Gabe, okay. Don't worry, I'm bumper with. podcast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in any film set, time is always, you know, the big <laughs> boss. Of, like, I think the preschool you know, method like, is the best. You know, just put them in separate corners. Yeah, you go over <laughs> here, you talk to the actors, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. But um, as far as like big drama, no. Um, obviously, when you're working together, it gets stressful sometimes. You're yeah. you're you're going against time always, you know, um, and you always want to be ahead of it, and you never can be as much as you yeah. want to be, you know. Um, yeah, you like you want to just be on time, you know what I mean? Yeah. You you hope to be like you know ahead of it but like you're not gonna be yeah. you know so you just hope to be on it and you gotta you know? watch out for people yeah. like me because i'm mdc's tmz you know <laughs> i'm getting all the scoops i know uh, about all the drama in every corner oh do you yeah, oh, no. i know about drama that hasn't even started yet like i just see two people and i'm kind of like i know they're gonna come into contact oh man you can yeah. see you can see the the collision course yeah, like exactly. yeah. are you that yeah. so raven no i'm her son from the reboot it's raven's house <laughs> was it good yeah I didn't watch it. I didn't watch yeah, it. I'm okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. But I, I would say on our sets, I think I don't think there's uh, any drama. No, once I, I found out her kid wasn't named Chad Raven, I was. No, sorry, Miss Simone. I think, uh, I think like each, each, and, and probably like every set feels like this. Uh, it's, it's just I was never the director, so I, I guess I was never uh, uh, really in in a in a stage where like I'd I'd feel like so much uh so much weight and yeah. like anxiety as to you know what could happen while still trying to like stay composed yeah, and, and stay in the moment yeah yeah uh, finish the task at hand right yeah but um you know there there was always like you know like some like crazy thing that we didn't plan for uh happening each day we shot uh we got hailed on oh you yeah. know there was a so there was sure a softball game oh yeah yeah we'll, we'll definitely yeah. get into it later yeah. but you know we we would just kind of like, I, I guess, reconvene from or like deviate from whatever the original plan was because now that plan wasn't going to work and we needed a new one now. Yeah. And we always managed to like find the best compromise possible and just kind of like get through the day with just enough material. And, yeah. you know, morale was still always good. It, so. Yes. And mm -hmm. always come back stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after a short break and a word from our sponsors. Uh, and when we come back, we'll tell you about where you can watch Bumper to Bumper, and we'll tell you about some of the complications on set. We'll be right back. Looking to take that first leap into the entertainment industry and you don't know how? Parents on your back about getting in school after graduating high school? Well, no worries, because the School of Entertainment and Design Technology has you covered. SEDT offers training in a variety of exciting careers and creative industries such as computer animation, film production, graphic design, music business, TV production, web design, and more. Now all this exceptional education does come at a great cost. The programs are designed to provide technical, theoretical, and practical hands-on experience to empower students to meet the increasing demands of the local entertainment and multimedia industries. If you're looking to learn more, head on over to mdc.edu slash sedt today. And welcome back everyone. I hope the break wasn't too long for you. I myself had a discovery during our uh, five, 10 minute break. Uh, 
Hold on, my, the producers told me to make sure to use the correct words here. I heard that there was some external... <laughs> See, I'm, ar I'm already messing up. I need like a PA to like run on screen, like whisper it in my ear. Like, but with all films, you know, not everything goes according to plan from day one and stuff. So I heard that there were some things that could have went better. Looking for the producer, okay? Yeah, he looks pleased. He looks pleased. But some, some things, even as far back as the proof of concept, that gave you guys some trouble. Do you guys want to talk about that? Locations. <laughs> locations, yeah. It's mainly okay. locations. Um, we needed a parking lot for the scene because we <coughs> needed to learn how to drive or yeah. park, whatever it is. Um, and so we thought Kendall Campus was like aesthetically the best choice yeah. right now. And you know when we went, like when we went location scouting, we knew of some of the potential. Probably, yeah. We didn't think they would happen, but we knew the potential. You walked in, fingers crossed. We, yeah, right? we yeah. walked there, we saw, we liked it. DP was like, the trees look great. We like how big it is, the space, everything's good. And I'm just like, okay, okay. It's And we went on, like on a Saturday, and we're just mm -hmm. like, okay, I'll come on a Sunday to see how it's like, you know, because I know we're by an airport. And, you know, we're also by like a softball field, and we're just like, I don't think the season's on now. I, I, like, yeah. So I'm just like, I think we'll be fine, especially if it's like, the days that we're trying to shoot. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, so we did, we waited, and then like the next day we did go and we heard like a few planes, but it wasn't anything like terrible. Okay. Yeah. We're just like, nah, we, we, we like it's it's doable for sure. And then lo and behold, we're going for the proof of concept where they were waiting and it starts off great. And then all of a sudden like around like- The one. proof of concept was like a four hour shoot. Yeah. All the disruptions made it like a six hour shoot. Oh my gosh. So and like majority planes too, like- Majority. Yeah. It was wow. all planes that day. Literally just planes after planes after planes just coming in. It was a busy day for, I don't even know what airport it was. Which, which airport is that? Over there? It's yeah. a small little tiny- It's a private airport. It's a for private airport. Oh, it's for wow. rich people. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah, and those planes aren't like private commercial jets. planes. Yeah. Like you should have went there and talked to them, got some of them to add some funding to the film. Like, <laughs> ruined our take. Yeah, no, it wasn't good. It was just over and over and over and it was bad. And then we were just like, you know, we'll keep checking, we'll keep giving a try. And I mean, we already shot the proof and we we're like, yeah. okay. And we went the next day, no, the next time at that show, and we were like, finally, yeah. there was no plane. You know, okay, there was no yeah. that day. So we were good. The rich so, people took a break. Yeah, yeah. I get yeah. it. I don't know their schedule. I don't know what it's about, but whatever. <laughs> and then you pull up for day one. And then you go up day one, mm -hmm. not a cloud or plane in sight. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. And then the soft thing of a baseball <laughs> on a bat. It, it, no, it, that's, it, that's, that, that. It, it wasn't even that. The parking lot was completely empty. Yeah. And I forgot who it was. It may have been Mike. I just heard someone go, uh, guys, what's that? <laughs> and it's, it's, it's just a big ass <laughs> bus. bus yeah. And there's like 30 fucking like softball players like all coming down, ready to Pouring go with like equipment. <laughs> And they were like in the shot, like the big ass bus just came in. And it was just like, boom, right in the center of our shot. We're just like, what is happening? And it's loud and it's yeah. far, but it's loud. We can hear it and it's just like, yeah, we're getting that. And then boom, and blah, blah, like all these freaking softball players just coming out. Yeah, and I was there that day too. Let me tell you, <laughs> shout out to the, I don't even know what the, the, like the field is called, but shout out to you guys out there 
adjacent to the Kendall campus park. Is that you are the most passionate softball fans I've ever seen in my entire life. I've literally been to actual baseball games that have been quieter than they were in those stands. Like, you would think that they were at least playing for, had to have been $500,000. Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was loud. And then I think one of our who who went up AJ to talk to like the bus driver to just move the bus to behind we the had, field at least somebody we ran sent in. Kevin Kevin went to go talk it to the bus driver yeah because we were like Oof. trying to figure what to do Kevin went up to go talk to the bus driver like can you move the bus somewhere else because mm -hmm. like the engines in the shot and we're, like. Kevin's super nice. Mm -hmm. And I know, in fact, he said that so softly and so gently. And I can, they can just see him walk back over and he goes, they're not moving right now. <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. said they'll move once the team's off the bus. Yeah. And yeah. we were so wait, we had to wait for like the bus to move. I, I, I what, what happened? Like they finally yeah. moved and okay, like we can't hear them anymore and everything's mm -hmm. good. And you know, the softball players are over there and yeah. you know, they're just getting ready. They're putting their stuff on, they're warming up and then everything's good. We're like, all right, we, we're good. We got we this. We can do this. And then warm-up music, <laughs> like loud. Cardi B starts blaring over loud the speakers. warm-up music, just them getting right there. You could see them doing their stretches and everything, and this just loud warm-up music. And that was not going to stop. That was going to go on until the game started. So. Yeah. So this, so this, so it was a game, right? It was going to. So be were there a game. two teams? How did the other team get there? They, I th was it, did they come on the same bus? I don't even know. I think the other team. That's a tense bus ride. <laughs> I think like, the bus that was there was the other team. It was the other team. And then and Dade, since it's a Dade, it's I think it was, it was Oh, that's game. right. That's right. Oh, okay. We first saw them walking in droves. Okay. Yeah. So it was yeah. the other Okay, team. gotcha. Yeah, it was the away gotcha. team that came right. in. Yeah. yeah. But like Dade was already, I guess, there. They probably came in another way. And yeah, they put on their, their, you know, their warm up music. I was about to say, you guys <laughs> yeah. are looking to make that comedy right about two <laughs> softball teams going to a game on the same bus. <laughs> it, was, it, it, was, it was really tense. It felt like now or never uh, because the way we had our schedule planned out for that day, I think we were going to get the exteriors first mm -hmm. and then move into the interiors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then we had to like completely abandon that, switch them around, and all of a sudden, like you know, we we were pretty sure the music could still be heard from inside yeah. the car. And yeah, that music was just really loud. It was just Mike. Mm. Mike did something that yeah. was miraculous. I've never yeah, seen so anything like just it. Like, I think it was Gabe. Gabe's like, producer, where's the producer? It's the producer's <laughs> job. I want to find him. And I'm just like, oh, what do you guys want me to do? Is like get them to stop something. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like. Yeah, I guess it is my responsibility. It is and my your fault. master plan comes into play. <laughs> so I'm walking, and I'm like, it's a big, like, we're like in the parking lot, so it's a long walk, and I'm just like, I'm walking, and I'm like, how the hell am I going to convince these girls to, like, just, you know, shut off their music? Like, yeah. do I beg? Like, that's like, I'm going through, like, the motions. Yeah. It's like, step one. You have to get your nice yeah. pants dirty, kneeling yeah. the, uh, do I beg? on the field. Do I do that? Do I ask? Do I explain the situation? What do I do? And I'm just like, I don't know. I mean, I could beg, but is that like, like, will I respect myself afterwards if I do beg? But um, then you turned off producer mode and you went actor mode. I went actor the, mode. Yeah. But yeah, no, so I was like, so I was walking. I'm just like, you know what? I got this. I went on my phone as I was walking over there and I'm just like, let's see, uh, Miami Dade, softball sharks. And I'm just looking at their schedules and I'm like, all right, did they win? What are the stats looking yeah. like? Who is this person? I'm just like, ooh. And I noticed like, they're like undefeated within yeah. the division. And I like look at past games and I just come in and I'm looking at, and they have faces, like they have like their yeah. photos and stuff. And I come in across and I see them and I'm just like, 
hey, how you doing? And he was like, hey, and, was like, and then I just like, I start talking. Just started chopping it up. Just is, like, that, is that Jenna Johnson <laughs> over there? I, I, heard, uh, I heard you guys are like, you know, undefeated within the division. And they're just saying, yeah, we are. Y'all looking forward to this. And I look who they were playing and I saw the team that they were playing. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I think you guys, you know, things like you're going to take them down or whatever, yeah. you know. Simple things, but like I'm just saying stats, and I noticed one of the girls. I'm like, she was like batting like, fuck, she was batting like, I don't, know, I think she was batting like 400 something, what? which in baseball yeah. is pretty insane, yeah. you know. But she's like, like the 420 something. I'm just like, girl, you like her season's like You're incredible so far. <laughs> And I'm just like, listen, and then after that, like, I led with that. And yeah. I'm just like, okay. And You're a I, softball animal. Can you do it <laughs> quietly? <laughs> and I'm just like, hey, listen, so uh, we're also college students, and we're shooting over there, and um, your warm-up music, you know, I'm not trying to disturb, but, like, they're really loud right now, and it's cutting into the sound. And she was like, oh, well, yeah, no problem. We can turn that off for you. That's okay. And, but then she was like, but then she said, but listen, the game will start in, like, an hour, so there won't be a way to stop that. Yeah. Like, there, you know, absolutely no way. And I'm just like, no, I get that, but I think, like, an hour, an hour and a half is all that we really need. So, yeah. you, and they were like, yeah, no. And then she just went to, like, the laptop or whatever the hell that she had, and she just turned it off from speakers. And she was like, okay. And then we went back, and we were good. Just, just one push of a button. One yeah. push of a button. <laughs> one push is all it took. I was yeah. thinking, like, maybe I should hop the gate and just turn off. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just steal the laptop. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. So but. speaking of the bus that, you know, brought your guys' uh, mm -hmm. the, the away team, vehicles are a big part of this movie. And yeah. I will say that at this level of filming, I feel like, you know, filming with vehicles isn't very common or it's not usually done, uh, mm -hmm. I guess you could say, appropriately or, you know, mm -hmm. with experience. So talk to me about some of the challenges about having this car-centric film and still making it, you know, cinematic and emotional. I think uh, even early on when we were like originally getting feedback from the committee and you know uh, getting deeper into the phases of pitching, uh, we someone someone like marked uh, greenlighting our film as a maybe, and it was just mainly just around the concern as to like how would you pull this off logistically. Yeah. And I reach out to him, and he goes, "Well, what's your budget?" And you know that's a very giant <laughs> question, yeah. and. You know, I, I told him, well, you know, we pretty much just have the budget that the school, the school <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, everything that the school would provide us, plus with whatever like we can. In my pocket, you know? <laughs> yeah, like whatever we could put together ourselves. And he goes, well, to do this safely, you'd have to do it this way and that way. And he basically showed us a method of doing it that would cost like almost the entire film. Uh, which wasn't very ideal. Uh, <laughs> ideal for us. No, because, you know, we still need to pay actors and, you know. Yeah. Uh, pay for costumes and you know renting uh, generators and so on and so forth yeah. so uh i turned to gabe like i like i do often and i was just like gabe can we you know figure something out can we demo this and he goes yeah i've already been talking to hector about it and they came over to my house uh we had the picture car there which was uh uh, Kevin Martinez's car and we just literally like just put up a rig uh, it, you know there I think we I, I think we use like pool noodles for it at some point just to like kind of like yes. for like suction no it wasn't suction yeah. but uh, I don't know for like stabilization and protection yeah it was it was like a layer of uh, it was it was a it was a layer of protection but you know you're just looking at it and it's like the amount of elbow grease and like yeah. you know 
critical thinking that went into it is beyond me. Yeah. And so we, we masterful from, you know, the camera crew like Yeah, yeah, we took it for a test drive and, you know, we're just like, okay, well, you know, minimum, let's see if we can go 20 miles an hour because that'll, you know, that'll look yeah. convincing enough from inside the car. Um, but then, you know, I, I don't remember who it was. Not going to name names or anything, but mm -hmm. at some point someone goes I think we could at least hit 40. <laughs> I think I think we could at least hit 40 and there's this part of me that's just like we have the red strapped on the hood of a car and it looks really secure but do I and then I'm just like yeah sure why not <laughs> and you know I was just like you know maybe there's a scene where they drive 40 miles an hour and I just haven't thought of one yet yeah and it'll be convenient but maybe they're street racers by the it end. just if, if anything it just showed us that the approach we had was foolproof and there was no way in hell that you know if we mounted it to the car with this rig that there wouldn't be any issues um, we also was very reliant on U-Haul yeah for this film uh, so we, we had to put the car on a trailer, um, at some point we thought we could tow the car with the vehicles we had present on set, but when it turned out that wasn't the case, Mike had to make like a last second run on the day yeah. to go to U-Haul and rent a truck just to, oh, just man. to tow it. During the shooting day, yeah. yeah. Done, was that hard or was it really kind of just a walk-in? No, I one. it took a while because you had to call U-Haul and then they didn't have trucks and then they put you on the list and then random U-Haul around the area called yeah. and said, yeah, we got a truck if you want to come get it and then I had to go drive to that and go get it yeah. and come back. And yeah, it was a lot of running back and forth to get that truck in so that we can just shoot the scene that we need. But yeah, that must have been terrible for him because he was yeah. the, he's the AD, he scheduled it and everything. I'm just like, yeah, I got to go to U-Haul now and get this truck. Like. Oh, it was a fun time to say the least. <laughs> so I, like, um, you're on your own. I had a, I broke my watch that week. Oh, mm -hmm. rage or, you know, banged it on the U-Haul or something? Uh, rage against the machines, honestly, you know. Ah, got you. Yeah. Perfect. Mm -hmm. But um, speaking of running from... Please, please, tell me about that. You know what, I'll tell a story real quick. <laughs> so, Gabe, who we just mentioned, uh, we share a class that took place the day after a certain day of shooting. I forget what day it was. I'm sure you guys will enlighten me on that. And I could just see it in his eyes. He was in the locker grabbing like the lavalier mics and he, he looked distraught. <laughs> like he had just lost a family. So I come over there, I, you know, arm on the shoulder. Hey man, you all right? How did, how did the shoot go yesterday? the sadness in his eyes when he turned to me, told the entire story, but I'm hoping you guys can tell me the actual story now. Talk to me about the hail day. So, so we were separate for this story because I had to go on a U-Haul run with the other co-producer and we had to get, we had to deliver the truck back basically. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> I'm with Kevin and we're putting the truck, we're parking it and we're just there and all of a sudden we get like, we get the signal, like it's like crows, like, like cawing like circling around in the sky <laughs> and they're just cawing and we're just like what the hell and they're just going oh my god it's crows like they're trying to tell you man well yeah. put the cameras inside yeah and i'm just like is this an omen or something and, <laughs> and he's just like uh, i don't know man it's a little creepy and we're just like okay and then we're just like continuing like trying to take the latch off the wall and all of a sudden kevin just ah! and i'm just like what the heck are you yelling for and he's just like I think I just got hailed on. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like something just hit me like on my arm. And I'm just like, dude. <laughs> and then next thing you know, it's 
And I'm just like, I'm just like, yo, it's And we're just like running from like the truck to like all the way our cars, which is like around an entire block. And you guys already had the equipment out when it started. So we were no, so we were delivering the trucks back, so we didn't have equipment. We were just running in hail trying to get back to like shelter in a sense because we were like really far. We were like in the corner trying to parallel park the truck. Yeah. You know, for you hauls. And then we really channeling the film here. Yeah, and we had to go all the way back and we're just like and I'm just like and then I get the call, like, no, oh, no. I was on the phone with Chris, because, sorry, yeah. I was on the phone with Chris, because I didn't know how to take the latch off from the U-Haul. Mm-hmm. And so when Kevin felt it, Chris then said, wait, guys, hang on, guys. And he starts, like, yelling, too. And you hear, like, like you know, like, Cloverfield. And you just, like, yeah. and you just, like, you hear, like, like found like, footage. Yeah, like, like the- a found footage. Try <laughs> them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> running and things moving and just shit I'm, we're just like listening to him like what is happening and he's just like guys it's hailing and i'm like hailing and then that's when kevin felt it and then we got it second afterwards so who knows about the chaos they can tell you more if only we had there, like, the, like the audio of that we could yeah make, no yeah. it's hilarious you just hear him screaming and he's like you see the echoes the running it's like godzilla was attacking or something like it's just like what is happening hell of hail <laughs> hell well, of that'd hell. be a great <laughs> like, yeah, like, like, I, like, I was a little nervous, like, I'd hear a roar, like, in the background, like, it's <laughs> the end of the world. Because Chris was really, he was really out of pocket, like, a lot. Uh, <laughs> it know, was... You're talking about, yeah, the, about the set. I can't imagine with all the equipment. I, I, I don't even remember, like, what, what scene exactly <laughs> we were shooting. I, I know that we had just wrapped for, we just wrapped lunch, like, not mm-hmm. too long before. And at some point, I don't know if it was Alejandra, the makeup artist, or, or Kim, the scripty. But someone was just like, it, it, it was just the first thing that made my head whip, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was just like, something just fall from the sky? <laughs> and, you know, like, I'm thinking, like, you know, like, it's, it's like, lost and, like, a plane is, like, yeah. you know, and we don't know it yet or something like that. And, you know, people start shouting, like, it's hail. And they're like, oh, yeah. shit, get everything inside of the U-Haul. And... I'm kind of like a deer in headlights because like I'm still kind of like slow to processing. Yeah. I'm just like hailing. Hey, like I'm, 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 I'm just like this. This is in Florida. Like, are you sure it's hail? And I'm seeing like what looks like just like little, you know, like piece like hail just like yeah. bounce off the pavement in front of me, and I'm just like, oh my god, <laughs> like that is hail. And we all run inside the U-Haul. We try to like pack up gear as best as we can. Um, and you know, like some people took shelter in their cars. Um, we were just trying to keep like all the equipment as safe as we could, uh, which I, I think we were pretty successful in. I don't recall anything. Oh, something broke. <laughs> we broke the oh, tent. Oh, the tent. The tent. Oh. The tent. But I was going to say as the far as like, one? yeah, yeah. <laughs> that blue one. Um, I killed someone. <laughs> so it's not, it's not necessarily my story to tell. He's here today, but I will do my best. Um, so... Uh, essentially what happens is we're kind of like in the u-haul and for a moment you know i was kind of like saying we faced a lot of adversity constantly but the vibes were always good Mm -hmm. and we were just kind of like just having like an impromptu like hailstorm u-haul dance party Uh (laughs) and we were just kind of like moving like in this crowded little space with a bunch of gear everywhere and then I, i think like the intensity just went up another level and i think hector was just like you know like he was seeing like the tent was like starting to like glide yeah across the parking lot and he's just like oh fuck i should fix that so he goes he starts fixing it um and 
at some point, no, I, I don't know if, it, if he was going after for the tent, but I, I just remember he stepped out for one reason or another, and, you know, people were just kind of, like, still, like, recording, like, you know, like, the little, yeah. little dance, uh, dance session, and then at some point, you know, if you watch the video, <laughs> it the pans. camera just pans to Hector, you see him standing there for one second, <laughs> and then you just see, like, the tent, it looks like it's just been flipped over. <laughs> And just like struck, like it, it looks like it just struck Hector in the head, and like, you, I, I'm pretty sure like I was shouting like, oh fuck Hector, <laughs> and like I just like jumped out of the U-Haul, and we were all just like, oh my God, Hector, are you okay? And we're just like, oh, let's Running get this shit there, in. Yeah. And like I, I think Hector was fine. Like I don't even think he was cut or anything. The but tent the, wasn't. Yeah, the angle you guys had, it probably looked like you know. <laughs> no, like I'm, I'm just like, oh damn, this guy's gonna be concussed. And <laughs> bumper to bumper is gonna have to end with like a rest in peace Hector tag, oh, like no. in memoriam. But no. So are there any other challenges with that making was this film? You guys want to talk like about? That set us back. That set yeah. us back days. Uh. Yeah, yeah, definitely did. And then like that mixed with the softball thing. So did you guys have to chalk day. filming for that the hail day? I mean, did you guys have to chalk filming for that whole day, or did you manage to get? Uh, some we we tried stuff? to we tried to shoot later that that evening, but the weather still like it was yeah pretty bad. It, it was drizzling, and you know, uh, it was kind of spotty, like typical you know Florida weather, yeah. and it just you know the conditions just the entire day just weren't ideal for us to shoot. So, uh, Gabe. Uh, just having sadness in his eyes is is really just like the surface of what we all felt at the end of the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, then more shooting days, we had to get another day there, you know, and it was yeah. just more shooting days, higher cost, you know. Uh, I'm asking, looking off to Gabe right now. Have you healed from that day? Are you gonna be all right? He looks yes. fine. Yes. He looks okay. Asking yeah. asking Josh to come in for like more days from Orlando, also just like. Oh yeah, that was I, probably rough. Yeah, yeah, no. He was and present for the hail day, right? So he, he was there. Like a situation of like he knew, like ah, I'm gonna be here a couple more days, aren't I? It's still, it's another four hour, eight hours. You have to go back. <laughs> so yeah, the drive. Yeah, it's just another like you know, paying him another. It just yeah, yeah. It, it, definitely. I know he he still would have been down to make the film no matter what, but it's it's also just like you know, like now it just feels like I'm I'm putting the kid, you know, through the trouble ringer, yeah. because of all the things that have just kind of like gone out of our hands that we weren't able to control and you know mm -hmm. sometimes that's just what happens when you make movies exterior that's one thing that we've learned i don't think we're ever gonna write another exterior the next <laughs> film is gonna be a comedy and it's all gonna happen inside indoors indoors <laughs> only indoors yes exactly we knew it was gonna be a challenge because yeah. when we were writing it we're like this is happening outside we have cars this noise control traffic yeah. uh, we knew it was but i mean you got to take those you know take you those risks you got to you know to make and the movie you want to make you trust know? and believe me people at home it paid off bumper to bumper is a must watch i would say especially uh as under 30 filmmakers how, how far are we all from 30 right now uh We're like about eight um, now? almost seven years okay yeah no you guys got a lot of time because <laughs> under 30 films i i love them i don't know it's just something about them you haven't got your five o'clock shadow yet for the most part, so you still got that optimism, that youth. But, um, yeah, so that's pretty much all in, in terms of challenges on the set, huh? Like, yeah. I think uh, also there was just this, uh, um, definitely, you know, once we had to shoot the pickups, it was, it, it was definitely pretty stressful. Uh, I, I think we were all just like, yeah, you know, let's try to figure out how we can do this in the summer, because 
that's going to be best for all parties. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Josh is a student. I don't want this guy coming in from Orlando yeah. when, you know, when he's in school and he should be studying and, you know, focusing on other things. And um, so I'm just like, yeah, and it'll still be fresh within our minds, you know, yeah. and it'll it'll just be easier for everyone to just finish it the sooner the better and yeah, hurt a lot because we were shooting in the summer and we were shooting night scenes and mm -hmm. there's less it light. was it was like you know there's more daylight during that time so it's like it's also like raining every weekend yeah, and we needed two two consecutive like a like a saturday and a sunday where the weather was clear was clear so do like some calculative risk taking yeah um and also like you know like we we had to build a really strong relationship with the Parks and Recreation Department with yeah. the city of Miami. And, you know, they were they were also like very patient with all the rescheduling and all, you know, the, the emails that we were drafting. And, you know, they were, they were very pleasant with us. But, you know, it's just always kind of like felt like, you know, each time this thing was being pushed back that the window would close and close yeah. and close because you never know what's going to happen in the fall. You never know if an actor is going to get booked. And yeah, they want to finish your film, but this film is paying them really well. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. it's gonna be hard to turn down a certain opportunity when it comes. Um, also, like, we wanted to have a cut uh, done of the film. Mm -hmm. uh, by the time we began Workshop 2, we wanted to at least, you know, have, have it organized yeah. and, you know, have gone through the takes together and kind of like feel like we know what kind of film we have on our hands by then. Mm -hmm. So it was really important to us to try and finish the film like right then and there in the summer. Got you. Okay. I'm glad. And you guys got it done. Again, Good. masterful work. You guys got to be proud of yourselves. Yeah. So what is, I'll ask you this then. For those listening, they're on the edge. They love you guys. They love your work. But what do you, what are you going to say to them to really get them behind bumper to bumper? What do you think is going to draw people into this? I think... And you know, to to be fair to the to the other filmmakers in in, in the same class as us, um, I think I, I think our film was just made with uh, like it, it felt like Bumper was made with a beating heart. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like there was just so much uh, care and, and, and effort that was just deliberately put into it, and it's it's a story where it's just kind of like you know we can all kind of like recognize ourselves in it yeah uh to a degree you know we we did take a very specific situation and we did have a very specific approach to it but yeah. grief is universal grief and closure and brotherhood yeah. all those things are, are are universal so i think uh i think what sets bumper to bumper apart is how we hit those marks I think uh, I think we we explored them to the best steps that we could, and I think we just tried to tell a, a a human story about growth and trying to move on. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that the film, on the surface, <coughs> seems very simple. Yeah. You know, it's just guy tries to teach another guy to drive. Yeah. Um, but when you're given a prompt like that, yeah, you know it really forces you to be very creative and it really forces you to say, okay, well, what's actually happening? Yeah, and peel back those layers, yeah. You know, peel the onion, I guess. Yeah, yeah. like, what's really happening? Because if you give me a prompt that says, guy teaches guy to drive, you know, yeah. you, you, have, you can do whatever now at that point. Yeah. So it, it really is about the characters yeah. and that's really what I would, you know, say would be the most drawing point for the movie, you know, it's yeah. the characters that I think a lot, anybody would be able to relate to and draw comparisons with. And, and understand and see where it comes from and you know and if it's something that you know somebody I think 
whether you felt grief or you haven't yet or you're or going through it, you know, I mm -hmm. think it, it's something that you can still empathize with and you can still understand with. Yeah. And, um, Agreed. And absolutely, and I think that that's really what sets it apart, really, this movie. Um, just how underneath all that stuff, you know, it's just characters that, you know, that are, are real, you yeah. know, real people. Yeah, yeah honestly, like kind of what, they were, what, what Mike and uh, mm -hmm. Manny were saying, honestly, it's just the work and the whole, like, being in the class and seeing others, like, credit to, my, to the other classmates in their projects, too. They were amazing. Um, but just the work and like, the effort that they, like, Mike and Manny put into this, yeah. it's just so much. Like, they are really, like, this story is impactful. It's meaningful. It actually, like, I'm not, I don't like to say I'm an emotional person, but I, even, like, reading the script when Manny showed it to me, I was like, this is fucking good. Like, yeah. I really felt like this story, and I was like, this is something I really want to help see made. And just like the actual message being spoken out there is extremely important and should be spoken about. And like yeah. just to being able to work on it was an honor. And I'm really happy that like they gave me the chance to help out with that. And I'm very grateful. And just seeing what's being made is like people are gonna watch this and they're gonna have a, they're gonna probably feel the same thing about like wow this is amazing like this actually like impacted my life and like makes me think about just gives you a new viewpoint kind of yeah. on the whole situation. Yeah, no, they just they killed it honestly. These are like some of the best guys I've worked under, and I'm so happy to have worked with them. As am I. I was on the set. You guys absolutely crushed it. I'm so excited for people to be able to see this film, but not just this film. Uh, of course, careers move on, and you know we all move forward. So, is there anything we should be looking forward to coming from any of you guys? Um, and Las Sombras is hitting the hitting the uh, the film festival run yes, right sir. now. Okay. So, uh, Isabella yeah, International. Yeah. On what we're going to be doing. Uh, recently got accepted into, what was it called? Isabella International in Puerto Ooh, Rico. Okay. So on to the island. Yes, sir. Start the festival there. Overseas. And, and hopefully we get into a bit more, you know, maybe come up with some awards. So, yeah, and less on us. I would say that. Yeah. And that's, that is a point, like, for both of you, mm -hmm. because I know you're both attached to that project. Right. But uh, anything else for you, Manuel? Um, I guess uh, beyond that, uh, I guess what's next for me is, uh, you know, kind of taking under, uh, trying, to, trying to guide another workshop film. This is going to be my third one. It's in develop development now. It's been greenlit. Okay. Um, but, you know, I'm overseeing that the script gets to where it needs to be. Um, and, yeah, I'm doing art design again on that one. So. Ooh, nice. Yeah, gonna have a very busy November and December, but I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Christmas is the perfect time. <laughs> and the star of the show, AJ. Yo-yo uh, -yo competitions? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No, uh, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is actually um, my retirement. I'm gonna be ending my oh. film career after graduating. The last mm -hmm. dance. Yeah, this is my final, uh, my final interview also. So yeah. this is an honor for you. That makes sense. Yeah. I should have asked you more questions and I didn't know this was your last step into the interview room. Oh yeah, yeah, I um I actually hate podcasts, so Oh, that completely makes sense. Yeah. yeah. No, I get it. But um we loved having you regardless of how much you hated it. Ladies and gentlemen, bumper to bumper, directed by Manuel Fernandez. You can find it online and where can we find you guys? Oh. Any socials you want to go, you know? I'm like on socials, apologies. Uh, yeah, I'm on, uh, I'm, on, I'm on socials. I'm also going to be working at the ER soon, so you guys can find me there as well. Okay, yeah. Links in the descriptions, of course. And for those of you listening on Spotify, I don't know, why aren't you on YouTube, dude? <laughs> it's another click away. I, everyone has a YouTube app on their phone. Like, we can say that, right? Like, yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah.
But yeah, I guess that's going to be it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another installment of The Greg Gap. Thank you guys so much for coming. I had a blast. I hope you guys did too. And uh, we will see you guys in the next episode where we sit down with the director of Nomad.